Welcome to the Wealthy Coach Podcast, where I teach you how to become wealthy AF in your business, your mindset, your coaching, and your life. I'm your host, Kendra Perry. I am a former functional health coach turned online business mentor for health coaches, practitioners, and professionals. I'm here to help you grow the online business of your dreams by teaching you the strategy, the tech, and by helping you cultivate the mindset you need to be a badass health entrepreneur. I'm blunt, I'm to the point, and I'll probably drop an F-bomb or two, so fasten your seatbelts and get ready to become wealthy AF. Hey, hey, my friend, welcome back to the Wealthy Coach Podcast. I'm Kendra and pumped to be with you today. Very excited about spring right now. Now, as you may or may not know, I love winter. It's one of my favorite times of year because I love to ski. And honestly, there is nothing I love more than skiing deep powder with my friends and my partner being a fucking weirdo, screaming crazy things and just being idiots. It's literally probably my big why for everything I do in life. But as much as I love winter, I am always happy when it comes to an end. Now, typically for us in British Columbia, at least where I live, by March, people are typically biking. I'm still like full on tunnel vision skiing. But once April comes around, this is where I want to start biking and I start thinking about the beach. And sometimes, I mean, you kind of never know what you're going to get in the mountains, but Sometimes in April, we can go camping in early or mid-April. Oftentimes, we start to get beach days and, you know, it's just beautiful where I live. I just love it. So I'm just really feeling those spring vibes. Now, I want to talk about a topic today that has been heavily requested and definitely something that I see a lot of fear around when it comes to being online with your business, and that is the haters and then the censorship that we get from these big tech platforms. Now, I want to start with the haters, because what I will say is, you know, anytime you put yourself out there online, you're going to get some hate. You're going to get some people challenging your viewpoints. Sometimes people aren't very nice. You know, we have that filter. People are anonymous, and sometimes they just say some fucked up shit, right? And it's going to happen. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, no, you'll be fine. Like, it definitely happens. Like, I've had some people lash out on me on social media where it really hurt me. Like, it made me cry in the shower, (laughs) you know? Now, I don't really go there anymore. I have developed a pretty thick skin, which is something you can do too. And you can also develop skills and tools to help yourself manage the hate that you might get sometimes. And again, I'm always going to be. 100 with you. I'm always going to be 100% honest. As a health coach or health practitioner, someone who is teaching about health and wellness online, you will likely get more hate than I will in the business space. Now, why is that? Now, the reason for this is because health and wellness is polarizing, right? It makes people sort of split down the middle. And that's what I mean by polarizing is it splits people down the middle and they're either on one side or the other side. And there are just so many opinions about health and wellness, and it's very personal. So you don't even have to talk about things that seem that controversial in order to be polarizing, right? So for example, you could say oatmeal is an unhealthy breakfast, and you should eat this other thing instead, like eggs or bacon or whatever. And that would be polarizing. The oatmeal people 
would come for you. <laughs> you know, if you are someone who really supports a meat-based diet, the vegans are going to come for you. If you're someone who supports fasting, there's going to be people that are like, that's going to wreck your thyroid and blah, 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 right? If you are talking about keto, right? The high fat people are going to be like, you're the best. And then the carnivore people are going to be like, fuck you, right? Like it's, it's polarizing. And again, you don't even have to be that controversial or be seemingly controversial in order to be polarizing and get a lot of different opinions. Now, this can be scary. And what this can lead to is you not sharing your opinion and creating very vanilla or safe content on social media, but that is actually not going to serve you. It's actually very good to be polarizing. It's actually very good to have specific opinions where other people do not agree because polarizing content ultimately creates comments. It creates engagement because people have something to say about it, right? And I just want to clarify because I know there's been some confusion when I've talked about this in the past. When I say polarizing, I'm not talking about you should go out there and talk about the vaccine. You should go out there and talk about 5G. You should go out there and talk about the Republicans versus the Democrats versus the liberals versus the conservatives and that sort of thing. Like that is not what I'm saying. Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about those topics when we talk about censorship. I'm just saying that you need to have a fucking opinion. You need to have an opinion. Safe and vanilla content will not grow your business and it will not create that community of raving fans who think you're the best. It is totally okay that some people aren't going to agree with you. And that is probably going to be triggering in the beginning, but you can learn how to manage it. The first way to really think about managing this is to remember that even the hate comments that come to your account onto your posts are actually helping your engagement. So all those haters who are hating on you are actually helping you grow and they're actually contributing to you getting your information out there to more people. So hopefully you can take some comfort in that. So you can see the hate, you can feel the trigger, and then you can say, thank you. Thank you, hater. I appreciate that. You're actually helping me get my message out there for this information that you're actually very against. Okay. Now, And it is totally 100% okay that people don't agree with you. I think this is actually a really big problem in our society today is that we are fearful of people who don't agree with us and people who challenge our viewpoints. And we've definitely seen that to great scale really intensely over the past few years. And it's literally broken families and friendships apart. And I think that's sad. And I think it's ridiculous because we are all different human beings. We come from very different backgrounds. We have very different upbringings. We all see the world differently, right? Our brain chooses what it's going to process and take in as information versus not. So even when we're both looking at the same landscape, we actually all view it very differently. So it's a bit ridiculous to assume that everyone would agree with us and that everyone would have the same opinions of us. I actually think differing opinions are what makes the world beautiful. I don't want everyone to agree with me. I like when people disagree with me. I'm not a confrontational human, but I like to have critical thinking discussions. I like to learn. I like to see things from other people's perspective, even when I might know that I would never, ever agree with that perspective. And that's okay. So I actually encourage you to welcome other viewpoints and criticisms and arguments and challenges to the content that you put out there, okay? Because if you can 
put your ego aside, you might actually learn something from it. So as a health coach, obviously I was, I'm very opinionated about certain things. And obviously I got some hate and I got people who challenged my opinions. And once I kind of, you know, I had that initial trigger, that initial ego hit, once I kind of got past that, I could look at the comment, I could dissect it, and I could think, does this person have a point? Is there something I need to learn more about? Is there something I need to dive in more deeply, right? And it challenged me to become a better clinician and a better practitioner, right? Because I decided that, you know, I wasn't always going to ignore some of the constructive criticism in my comments. Now, I want to quickly make the distinction between constructive criticism and hate. There's a big difference. There's some people who respectfully will say they disagree with your perspective, your point of view, your opinion, and share theirs. I think there's nothing wrong with that. That's the kind of stuff I actually welcome. And then there's people who are just dicks and they're assholes. So when you get some sort of comment that disagrees with you, on your social media posts, or maybe in response to an email, whatever, first look at it and ask yourself, like, is this constructive versus is this just disrespectful? Because the ones that are just mean and disrespectful, I don't think you need to respond at all. You are not obligated to respond. It's your social media channel, it's your post, and you can decide whether you are going to respond or not. You can also delete the comment. Now, I don't recommend that because comments actually help our posts do better. But there's a lot of times where someone will comment something and I'm just like, you know what? I'm actually just not going to respond to that. That doesn't warrant a response and I will just ignore it. Now, if it's constructive criticism, I do actually recommend that you respond because what this will teach you is communication in the face of conflict. And when I'm saying conflict, I'm not meaning like you're duking it out and you're punching it and you're starting to scream at each other. I just mean conflict when you are disagreeing. And so there's a lot you can learn about it and how to respond. Now, when it comes to responding, because if you do get triggered and it's constructive criticism, your ego is probably involved, but I'm not sitting here shaming you. It happens to all of us. It happens to me too. It's just a part of being human, right? So I'm not saying, oh, look at you and your fucking ego, girl or boy, right? Like that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, be aware of it. Our ego plays into everything. I actually don't think the point of the world is to get rid of our egos. I think it's learning what they're doing, how they're helping us and kind of learn how to be friends with them. But just know when you're getting triggered, especially with constructive criticism, your ego is probably getting involved, right? Or there's fear. Am I saying this wrong? Um, you know, oh my God, did I share wrong information? Right? You might start to doubt yourself. So that's probably going to happen when you get a comment like that. And the first thing you want to do is just take a breath. Just take a breath and walk away. Because when we're triggered, as you probably know, you're going to be in a state of fight or flight. And nobody thinks clearly when they are in a state of fight or flight. And it's rare that we will respond to something in a state of fight or flight and be proud of it or not regret it. Anytime I respond when I'm kind of fired up, I'm in fight or flight, I just got triggered, I'm like feeling all these emotions, I usually wish later on that I had waited to respond. So I really want you to sit with this concept, wait to respond, see the comment, take a breath, walk away. You are not obligated to respond right away. You're actually not obligated to respond at all, but this can be very helpful for your growth. So I really do recommend responding in some very respectful and human and kind way. And it might just be 
a matter of you saying, that's really interesting. I would love to look more into that. Thank you for sharing. It could be as simple as that. Or, wow, that's an interesting perspective. I'm definitely going to do more research on this topic. So stay tuned, right? Something like that. And you can respond when your nervous system is balanced again, when you're back in that parasympathetic state, when you feel calm, because once we're out of that, things often look very differently once we put a bit of space between them, right? And I think criticism, hate, things, disagreements on social media often require space. And if people actually took more space versus just commenting when they're fired up in the moment, I actually think we'd live in a very different world, right? I think social media would be a very different environment. But we've got a bunch of people whose nervous systems are fired up, they're angry, they're upset, they have whatever emotion, and they're just typing in the moment when they're full of emotion versus allowing it to settle, allowing that space, and maybe coming back later and deciding, one, do I want to respond? And two, if I am going to respond, am I calm? Am I parasympathetic? Am I thinking clearly? Right? So that's how I'd recommend dealing with that sort of thing. But, you know, I'll always be honest with you because health is just the very nature of it is polarizing. And again, it's very easy for people to get offended by all kinds of different things. If you said, you know, I don't think smoothies are helpful, someone would probably come at you for that. If you said oatmeal is a terrible breakfast, someone would come at you for that, right? If you said, I don't think vitamin D supplements are good, someone's going to come at you for that. And that is okay because I want you to take a stand. You have opinions, and we are not here in this life, on this planet, to play it safe and to just share boring ass vanilla content that has no impact on anyone. You want to have impact, it's time to have an opinion, take a stand, because I know you have many opinions, and other people are not going to have the same opinions of you as you, and that is okay. And it's actually so good to be polarizing on social media and have an opinion because this is what will grow a following. I actually am totally jealous of you because business, it's just not as polarizing. There's some things for sure. When I can kind of get people fired up when I talk about my views on passive income, when I talk about my views on social media and selling, I can definitely get a little bit polarizing, but it will never be as good as health. And I believe if I was in health still, I would have actually grown a lot quicker, a lot faster with my social media and with my audience because I have so many opinions, okay? So I just wanna throw that out there because yeah, people are going to come at you and you are going to have to learn how to develop that thick skin. And in the beginning, like I said, it is going to trigger you and you might shed some tears. That's okay, I cried a lot in the shower early on. It's totally fine. But it's going to challenge you as an expert, as a coach, as a practitioner, and it's going to force you to be better, right? And it's going to force you to learn how to communicate with people who have differing views and opinions. Be a model for it. Be a role model for how to communicate in the face of conflict. Be that person. We need more of you like that in the world, okay? So now I want to move on to censorship because I recently did a market research survey This is one of the topics that had come up a decent amount. People were concerned about, well, I don't know how to be on social media because of the censorship. And now I see a lot of concern over censorship, but I actually believe this is an issue that has been way blown out of proportion, okay? This might ruffle a few feathers. Now, I know there's been a lot of people censored and kicked off of social media in the past few years, right? Especially now that 
I'm back on Twitter and I'm seeing all these people who were kicked off of Twitter come back on the Twitter now that Elon Musk is running it, right? So definitely there have been, there is censorship. There are people that have been deplatformed, but in the health and wellness world, I really don't think this is an issue. And I actually think this fear is preventing people from taking action. And I actually think a lot of coaches and practitioners might be using this as an excuse to not take action. Okay. Now, when we're talking about health and wellness, okay, when we're talking about health and wellness, yes, there are certain issues where you might get censored, right? You're talking about politics, right? Might be getting censored, especially if you're on the right, right? Might be getting censored. You're talking about vaccines. Well, you're probably going to deal with some censorship, 5G, any of those sorts of things, right? If you share really alternative points of view, there probably is some censorship going on. But if you're not talking about those, I really don't see censorship as an issue. I have dozens and dozens of friends. I support hundreds of practitioners and coaches who are out there on social media sharing their opinions around health, and they are not getting censored. And it actually kind of annoys me. (laughs) This actually grinds my gears a little bit because certain coaches or practitioners or people online will show their Instagram analytics and be like, look, all these people are unfollowing me. I must be getting shadow banned. And I look at their analytics and I'm like, that's what my analytics look like. That's what everyone's analytics look like, right? If we're talking about Instagram, for example, it's very common that people unfollow you. And sometimes it's people just unfollowing you because they don't want to follow you anymore because not because you suck or you create content that's shitty, just because maybe they're not interested in your topic anymore, right? Happens. Think of all the people that you might unfollow. But the other thing that happens on Instagram a lot is there's a lot of fake accounts on Instagram, right? There's a lot of bot accounts and Instagram is always cleaning them out. So sometimes just over the years of having people follow us, we get a bunch of these fake accounts following us and then Instagram shuts them down. And that looks like an unfollow, okay? So I think this whole term of shadow banning and censorship is being blown out of proportion and people are being like, oh, I'm being censored. Oh, I'm being shadow banned when really it's just Instagram and the way it works. And maybe it's their content, right? I think it's really easy to complain about being shadow banned versus actually working on making your content better. So I really don't see censorship on social media for the majority of health and wellness practitioners to be an issue. Now, if you talk about those more polarizing issues I mentioned earlier, right? Vaccines, 5G, politics, that sort of thing, then yeah, you may have to worry about censorship. You may or may not want to talk about those things. You don't have to. If you don't want to talk about those very polarizing topics, please don't. But some of us want to, and I'm not telling you not to. I would just say that social media is probably not the place for that. I would save that for your podcast, which is generally uncensored, and your email list, right? As far as I know, nobody's getting censored on their email list. So if you want to talk about those topics, save it for your email list, which is a much safer place to share that kind of stuff where you're not going to be censored, right? And you can kind of allude to it on social media and let them know that, you know, I'm going to be talking about XYZ topic, like join my mailing list because I'm going to be sending out an email this week on blah, 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 right? So I just don't really see it as an issue. I think it's an excuse. I think it's a cop-out. I think it's being blown out of proportion. Now, will this change in the future? Could, right? The internet is a weird place right now. It's a weird place. And if you're in Canada, we just had, I can't remember the bill name, just passed, but it's an online censorship bill that basically is, basically the point is to only show Canadians state-run media. So we'll see how that all shapes out. I think probably you could just get a VPN 
We'll see how it affects content creators. I'm very interested to see how it shakes out. But I really think this concept of censorship is something that you shouldn't be focusing on. Unless, of course, you're talking about those very polarizing topics that social media platforms don't like you to talk about. In which case, just save it for your email list. Save it for your podcast. Those are great places to share those types of information. Put it on your blog post, right? But to be honest, for you, I really just don't think it's something that should be even crossing your mind. I want you out there creating regular content, sharing your opinions, being polarizing, taking a stand and building your community, right? Because in the end, social media is just a tool. And the whole goal of social media, the whole goal is to get them on your email list. That's always the goal. The best place to sell to your people and communicate with your people will always be your email list, okay? Because you own that data, you own those email addresses and those names so long as you've been given permission to hold it, right? The open rate for an email that you send out to your list is significantly higher than the engagement rate on something like Instagram. So for example, if you have good subject lines and you maintain a high quality list and build good relationships with your list, you can have open rates as high as 30%, 40%. I've seen open rates as high as 60%, 70%. Like think about that. The average amount of people on Instagram who will see your content who are following you is one to 2%, one to 2%. Okay. Keep that in mind. So yes, social media is a tool. I love social media. It's a great place to build an audience, to connect with your people, to share valuable content. And I really believe that as a health practitioner, because health is so intimate, because it's so personal, that you do need to be on social media. People need to get to know your personality. They need to see you on video. They need to see your content, your words. They need to get to know you before they will ever ever work with you. So I do think social media is absolutely critical for growth as a health and wellness practitioner, but it is not where everything should be happening. Get people onto your email list, create your freebie and use that to incentivize people to build your list. And that will be your main form of communication. Okay. Just to give you some context here, right? I have a decent social media following right on Instagram. I have just under 10,000 followers at the time of this recording. I could send out a social media post that tells you to buy Health Coach Accelerator and I could have nobody buy. If I send out that same email to my list, I guarantee I'll get some sales. Every time I send out an email that promotes my program, I make a sale. And that is not something that I expect on social media. It's all about list building. So I just really don't think censorship should be on your radar. I don't think it's something that you should even be thinking about. Because honestly, again, unless you're talking talking about that small handful of topics that are really polarizing, it's really not going to affect you. And if you do want to talk about those topics, all the power to you. I think we need more people out there talking about some of the scarier things. And if that's you, I fully support you. But just do that on your email list, okay? Or start a podcast. Do it on a podcast. Just don't do it on your social media from all these big tech platforms, okay? All right, my friend. If you like this episode, I hope you do, and you want to give me a little bit of support for free, you can give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. I would so, so, so appreciate that. If you just scroll down, swipe up on this podcast episode, or go to the show notes for this episode at kendraperry.net slash episode 166. That's kendraperry.net slash episode 166. There is a link for you to do that. Now, if you're like, "Mm, Kendra, well, that's too much effort. Hey, I get it. I know you're busy. 
The next best thing you can do is just make sure you are subscribed to this podcast and just download the last three episodes. That is an amazing way for you to support the show. All right, my friend, I love you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I will see you next Monday, same time, same place, where I help you become wealthy AF.